What's up, everybody? Welcome to Good Wolf Radio. It's Jerry Scarlato, and today we have a conversation with Lucas Cooper. Lucas is the chief of police here in Alexandria, Kentucky. Uh, Lucas is a person of discipline. He is a person with courage. Uh, he's a person who is willing to change and adapt and has made uh, lots of adaptations over his lifetime. Uh, as you'll see in our conversation, he's changed the way he's done his fitness. He's changed the way he's adapted to his family. He's changed the way he's um, adapted to his career. And he's also very humble, super humble uh, in the process. Uh, so, so humble that I mentally curled up in a ball a couple times um, thinking about how I need to work on that. So um, in my humility... Uh, enjoy this conversation, great conversation, with Chief of Police, Lucas Cooper. All right, Lucas, who are you? Uh, so my name is Lucas Cooper. Mm -hmm. uh, I've lived in Campbell County my entire life. Uh, I'm a police officer local to the area. Yeah. I think most people probably know who I am. Good old A-Town. Uh, exactly. Yeah, I've been mm -hmm. in Alexandria uh, for almost 17 years now as a Has police officer. Nice. Yeah, um, and other than that, uh, I'm a, a husband. Mm -hmm. uh, I've been married almost 15 years, uh, dad to two boys, mm -hmm. seven and eight. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and just kind of a all around, uh, I guess, a, a fitness dabbler, mm -hmm. uh, coffee enthusiast. Uh, I can respect both yeah, those that, things. Yeah, so um, yeah, that's just kind of who I am. Mm -hmm. Real at short. Your, at your core. At yeah, your at core. my core, that's it. Yeah, that's the basic. <laughs> See if we can find something else in there. I'm sure yeah, we can. Absolutely. Um, were you anywhere before Alexandria? Um, so I've been a police officer my entire career at the city of Alexandria. Mm -hmm. I worked a short time in um, corrections at Boone County Jail for about a year. Yeah, yeah, was that I, tough? Uh, yeah, I, I did not like that environment. Mm -hmm. I always joke that I worked there for 364 days. Yeah, because uh, that's literally how long <laughs> I was there. I was there one day less than a year before I got a job offer. Yeah, uh, to come work for Alexandria. Yeah, yeah, and um, yeah, that was tough. I couldn't get out faster. Really, uh, but it, but it was a great experience in life. Um, because it, it did help me. I mean, I was a twenty. I was twenty-one years old when I got hired there. Yeah. Um, so it, it was great life experience to learn how to talk to people, learn how to deal with people. Yeah. Uh, because in that environment, right, you're coming back every day to deal with the exact same clientele of people. You know, folks that are incarcerated. Yeah. Right. They probably don't like you that much. Um, so you have to learn how to build relationships with people that may not like you. Yeah. Uh, so you, you learn really quickly how to talk to people, uh, how to be respectful of folks, even though they're different, um, you know, coming from a different place than you are. Uh, so it was a good experience. And, yeah. and I credit, you know, a lot of my early growing up uh, to, to the things I learned there. Well, I'm sure like, I mean, you are the person that's keeping them where they are. Yeah, right? absolutely. You are the person that is that in their mind, mm -hmm. you're the one that's keeping them there. You're the one that's locking them up. You're the yeah. one that's not letting them be free. You're not uh, not letting them do the things that they want to do, so on yeah. and so forth. So, like, you're like the parent to them. Yeah, it's a weird relationship because you're kind of keeping them, but they're also dependent upon you for a lot of stuff. Yeah. Right? You have to bring them their meals, and you have to make sure that they get their mail and their rec time. And so, so it's a it's a weird relationship where – where, yeah, they see you as kind of the authoritarian figure that's keeping them there, but also, like, they have to have a relationship with you because they know that they depend upon you for certain things, too. Very interesting. So it's, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's an interesting relationship. Um, it wasn't that part of it I didn't like. Um, it was just being trapped inside. That's, that's, oh, really? That's not me. I don't yeah. like being 
And yeah. uh, even in my current role now as an administrator, uh, I don't like being in my office all day. Yeah. Like, I have to get out and drive around occasionally and, yeah. and kind of get outside the four walls because mm-hmm. uh, it's just not my environment. Yeah. I, I like to be out and about. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I imagine it would be especially tough because I would assume that most of the people that were in there, my, that's bad. My hunch was to say most of the guys that were in there, I'm mm-hmm. going to assume that they were all or mostly guys. That's a bad assumption. The area that I worked in, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but most of the people that were in there were probably older than you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's challenging in and of itself because mm-hmm. they're going, who's this young punk trying to tell me what to do in the first place? <laughs> yeah, Right. absolutely. So what did you, what were one or two of the skills that you did that you felt like you were like, hey, I really took this and that really helped me uh, further in my career? Yeah, I, I think um, one, just like I said before, being able to, um, be Thanks. empathetic with people, mm-hmm. right? See things through their eyes. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's an important skill to have because even though you're in two completely different roles, uh, you have to kind of see where they're coming from because if you don't really understand where they're coming from, you can't get on a level with them to communicate clearly. Uh, and then and then I think just the ability to talk to people and de-escalate situations, right? Um, and, and realize that, honestly, you've got all the time in the world to really talk about stuff most of the times mm-hmm. uh, before you really have to take direct action. Now, that's not always the case, uh, but I've found that 95% of the time you, you've got the time to, to talk something out or to work through something before you have to take action on it. Um, uh, explain that a little further. So what I hear is like if they're, uh, if they're like, if they're worked up about something, if they're giving you grief about something yeah. or if they're whatever, not jiving with something yeah. what they're trying to do is talk them off the ledge like is that what you're yeah so about? Like, yeah so if they're if they're upset about something if yeah. if they're you know not happy with the way something's going uh even though they're not following the rules right and you could take action to maybe put hands on them or yeah, something you could put them on you, the ground you, you don't have to come, right you, you've got like yeah. all the time in the world they're not going anywhere you're not going anywhere yeah. um you know just taking the time to be patient and and work through something before you get to a point where you might have to do something a little more drastic uh, and i think that that, that, that a lot of times correlates over into any part of life. I mean, right? as soon as you say that a hundred percent, like yeah. I think of just people having a conversation together, mm-hmm. which I think we've all done a terrible job of being able to do that recently. Mm-hmm. Someone who disagrees with you, they don't think the same, they don't have the same worldview that you do. They say something that's much different than what you think. And you go, well, you're dumb. You're an idiot. Yeah. And immediately jump down their throat yeah. instead of taking the time to go, well, why do you think that way? Like, well, yeah. what is it about that? That, you know, is important to you. Mm-hmm. And also realizing that you're probably never going to, through conversation, uh, you're probably never going to see eye to eye. You're not going to probably change their mind to mm-hmm. see things from your perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, but being able to listen and get a, a fuller understanding, I think, is important sometimes. Uh, there's a quote that I like a lot in this instance. Uh, a man convinced against his will is of the same opinion still. Mm-hmm. So you could... Like, we like to believe that just because we're jamming something down somebody's throat that mm-hmm. they're all of a sudden they believe. And they may, they may, um, what's the word I'm looking for? They may oh, bow down. Is, what's this? Anyway, they may like give up and go, right, whatever. I'm just going to do this so you get off my back. Yeah. I'm just going to say, okay, so you get off my back. Yeah. But that's just consent. Like, they're just like doing it. Yeah. They're not agreeing with you. Mm-hmm. you. You haven't convinced them of anything. No. All you've done is like, convince them that you're that bit like yeah. that. <laughs> you've lulled them into yeah. just doing what you need them to do at that point right yeah, yeah. And they just know that you're 
they just think that you're that worse of a person yeah. because of it. Like they, they're going to disagree with you even more about more things probably mm-hmm. yeah. more often. Yeah. The, I, I, you know, my experience has been is, uh, it, it takes quite a while to be in relationship with somebody, uh, before they really start breaking down and getting to that point where maybe they actually change the way they feel about things. Uh, in the same way with me, you know, I, it's taken relationship with people that are in different circumstances than me to change my mind about, how I felt about certain things and and really spending time with people and seeing through things through their eyes uh, before I really had a change of heart about certain things I was pretty opinionated about in the past. Uh, But yeah, that's not going to happen in a first conversation. That takes time. Can't imagine. (laughs) So I'm also curious. I imagine a lot of people in that circumstance weren't of the same demographic, Mm -hmm. weren't of the same. um, Not that we're not like, these high income earning people per mm-hmm. se, but like, I'm assuming a lot of them were poor quote mm-hmm. unquote. Yeah. Uh, was viewing things, learning to view things through that lens or watching just being around people who, I don't know, were in that demographic, seeing how they thought, seeing how they dealt with things Did that help you in any way. Did you learn anything from that kind of circumstance? Just, yeah, and, the, and the, even outside of like my, you know, my, my original job that we were talking about, um, you know, my my wife's an educator and she worked her early days in kind of an inner city school, mm. uh, and to hear her experiences of working with kids that lived in an inner city environment uh, and the poverty that they lived in uh, really changed my perspective on a lot of things. Right, like I said, I'm I'm a lifelong Campbell County resident. Uh, my family was never uh, rich by any means. But we, we had what we needed, mm-hmm. right? I lived a pretty sheltered Campbell mm-hmm. County life mm-hmm. uh, yeah. growing up as a kid. So it was not until, you know, later in, you know, maybe my 20s, mid-20s, late 30s that when I started being exposed to a lot of this stuff, um, that, that that's when I started to do a lot of my really maturing and, and changing the way I looked at things. So, yeah, to, to hear my wife's perspective on dealing with kids that lived in a lot in, in very bad poverty, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, she she had students that only came to school because that was the source of food for them. It's the only place wow. they could get food. Yeah. Uh, they knew at home they weren't going to get fed. Yeah. Uh, or And that's if they had a home, right? I yeah. mean, she had students that lived in cars uh, or bounced from couch to couch. And I mean, these are 15, 16-year-old kids. No, no 15 or 16-year-old should have to live in that circumstance. Um, but yeah, it really kind of widened my perspective to to have a lot more compassion in the things that, that, that I do. So that's crazy. <laughs> Came to school because of that was, yeah. Um, you know, and where they it, were going to get food, you know, and, and, and even now that my kids are in school, you know, they, I see that a lot of times they send these lunch bags home on Friday afternoons. Right. Yeah. And it's like, because that's what those kids are going to eat for yeah. the weekend yeah. uh, until they get back to school on Monday. And that's just, you know, that's a, that's a hard thing to see and knowing that happens right in our backyard. Right. Well, in Campbell County, even in Campbell County, it's like you don't uh, you don't think about that either. And it's not as prevalent probably as where she was mm-hmm. in yeah. other places in northern Kentucky. Yeah. But like. But it still happens. Still happens. hundred yeah. percent. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I'm the strength coach up at the high school. I've done things at the middle school. Uh, they're what it was like their post their after school program for kids whose parents wouldn't they couldn't come get them at that time or they didn't their parents couldn't figure it out, whatever the yeah. thing was like the kids were there and they needed something to do after school. I used mm-hmm. to go and help them and do that. Yeah. Like you go, wow. It's, I mean, it's still 
relatively prevalent. Like mm-hmm. even in this area where we, you know, we got Arcadia up the street, this nice fancy new neighborhood, mm-hmm. houses being built all over the place. Yeah. You don't see it. And unless you pay attention to it, like you just don't appreciate what number one, what you have mm-hmm. and you don't appreciate what other people are going through. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's a important uh, lesson in today's world is just to kind of like slow down and try to figure out what other people are going through mm-hmm. uh, a lot of times and, mm-hmm. and take their perspective into account. So I wonder, um, once you got out of, I'm assuming a lot of guys, do a lot of guys start in the deten- detention center? I'm sorry, is that what you called it? Yeah, detention yeah. Center? Um, I mean, yeah, we're seeing that more and more. Uh, actually, the last few folks that I've hired um, at the police department have come from there through first. There. Yeah, okay. yeah, come through there first. Yeah. Uh, which, you know, again, it's, uh, it's a very positive experience. You know, we, we like to bring people in, um, that have had a little bit of exposure to the real world, Mm. um, whether that be through, you know, working in a detention center or, you know, um, the military or, Mm. you know, um, so even a college education that kind of broadens your horizon to be a little more of a critical thinker. Um, because that's a lot of what our careers become at this point mm-hmm. uh, is, is really working through difficult problems uh, mm-hmm. on a daily basis. Um, so before we get to that, because mm-hmm. I'm interested in that part of it. So what, so you've been in Alexandria for 17 years. Yeah. You're currently the chief. That's, chief. Yeah, that's, that's what they tell me. Yeah. That's what they say. Yeah. Right? I know, <laughs> that's I know, what, they tell I know me. what you mean by that. Um, <laughs> you're currently the chief. Yeah. What drove you to want, like, did you know that that's what you, where you wanted to, and I'm not saying it end, like, mm-hmm. who knows what the next yeah. step looks like. Yeah. There's no end mm-hmm. unless you let there be an end. Yeah. Um, like, what drives you to get, get to where you are? What drove you to get there? Was it like, hey, that's where I want to, that's where I'm going? Or was it just like, hey, here's the step, and then I made the next step, and then I made the next step? Yeah, I don't, I don't know exactly at what point that I made that decision. Um, but at some point, yeah, I did decide that, like, um, hey, I think this is what I want to do with my career. Uh, there's no guarantee that mm. that's what would happen. Um, but yeah, I started, I started taking those steps. And so, you know, that was finishing my bachelor's degree, um, going on to get my master's degree. Do you need um, those things to be a chief? And you or don't, it was right? Just, it was just, yeah, you don't, but those are just kind of the steps that I could take yeah. at that time, yeah. uh, to kind of set myself up. Um, you know, I used to say that, you know, when, if the opportunity ever arises, I want to make sure that I've done all the things I can to have the pieces of the puzzle put together that makes me a suitable candidate. Uh, Because there were always going to have people that had more experience than me, uh, more years of service, stuff like that. But, you know, I knew that when my opportunity came, if I had done uh, the things that I could do. The The quote extra things. Yeah, then, then there was really nothing that I could look back on and say, man, I wish I would have like tried harder in this particular area. Um, so yeah, those are the things I did and, and, um, you know, got my bachelor's degree, got my master's degree, took all the, uh, continuing education courses that I could through the police Academy too, uh, on the leadership side of things. So that, you know, like the basic, the basic sergeant's Academy and the upper level, you know, uh, executive trainings. Like I made sure to do all of those things, um, because I figured that they would set me up to be at least a, a, um, uh, a relevant candidate Mm -hmm. for the position. Uh, and the fact that, you know, I'm tied to this area, I've lived here my whole life. Uh, I've, I've not ever lived in Alexandria, but growing up in Campbell County, you know, most of my friends lived here when I was a kid growing up. Um, so I spent a lot of time, you know, in and around the city and, in Alexandria, um, 
uh, of all the cities in Campbell County, right? Alexander would be the place that I say that I kind of like identify with the most if yeah. you're picking like a physical city. Yeah. Because uh, I did spend a lot of time here. You know, yeah. most of my friends lived here, and yeah. this is where we ran around at. Most definitely. Yeah, and gotten a lot of trouble at at some yep. point, probably. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Everyone looks at policemen, they're like, oh, they must have been goody two-shirts their whole life. <laughs> eh, I don't think so. Yeah, that's a, yeah. I, I think, uh, um, yeah, I think if you talk to anybody that knew me then versus now, I don't think where I've landed mm-hmm. at is what they would have necessarily expected. But, really? <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, but, yeah, so... But yeah, it's, I don't think from day one, it's like, Hey, I want to do that. But as I started progressing in my career, I kind of saw like, Hey, this is a, this is an opportunity for me, right? Like this is, this is going to come about at some point and, and I want to take, I want to take advantage of it and be ready for it. So, yeah, I don't think that that's a thing that most people think about. I think in careers, Mm -hmm. a lot of, a lot of people, not most people think in terms of experience. And so they're like, well, I guess I just got to put in my time and I just got to be there and that's all I can do and so on and so forth. And don't even think about bolstering themselves. Mm -hmm. Like what are the extra things that you can do? What's the extra schooling, the education? What's the extra, I don't know, course that you can take? What's the extra work you can do? Like whatever the thing is to help you get to whatever that next thing is that you're trying to do, or maybe it's not even something you're trying to do, but just like, if you feel like you're stagnant in what you're doing, mm-hmm. what's the extra work, extra effort, extra whatever it is that you can do to to push yourself to that next level? Yeah, and then and then there's always you know obviously a little bit of luck that plays in there too, right? And right timing and and those kind of things. But I, I never wanted to look back and say I didn't do the things I could do. I didn't control the the areas that I had control of properly, um, and that's. You know, that's something I try to sell to um, people in in my career, too, um, that, you know, because they have to work third shift. Yeah, that's tough. And um, they have to go to court at nine o'clock in the morning sometimes after they've worked third shift all night. And uh, so I I try to always talk a lot about controlling the things that you can control. Mm, Um, That's good. You know, uh, making sure that you get in exercise when you can, making sure that you're eating as well as you can. Uh, making sure that you're sleeping when you have the opportunity to sleep because there's a lot of things in this career that you don't have control over. Uh, so if you can get a good grasp on those things, um, then then you're setting yourself up better than if you're letting those things slip away. And it took me a while in this career to learn that too um, before I finally like realized like, hey, um, yeah, I have to work third shift and that stinks, but uh, maybe I should stop pushing myself to the limits and actually take advantage of the times that I have to sleep and mm-hmm. um, eat a little bit better and, and start going to the gym and working out and and doing the things that set me up to be better physically too um, because, you know, more and more information and studies are coming out, you know, on the, the detriments of, of bad sleep mm. and, and things like that. And, you know, I mean, not only the fact that you're tired, but, you know, being tired mimics being intoxicated Intoxicated, and you know being tired slows your reaction times and being tired takes a strain on your heart and your organs and Mm -hmm. um you know it's it's a rough place to be in um but it's kind of a necessary evil in our Mm -hmm. career so you know i try to educate people on um if i can my folks and and i'm not 
specifically trained or anything like that. Like I said, I'm a, I'm a fitness dabbler and I'm just kind of a nerd and like to listen mm-hmm. to podcasts and read yeah. books on this stuff. As our, as our mutual friend, Bob would say a professional amateur. Yes. Yes. A professional <laughs> amateur. Yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, listen to stuff and then I listen to a podcast and I like what someone has to say. So I go out and I read their book. Right. And, um, it, yeah, it just, and then try to pass that information along to people. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, it's 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 a hard place to be in. I mean, I think I worked in third shift for nine years of my life or something like that. You know, that when long? I first yeah, when I first came on. So I was on third shift for Dude. quite a long time. Um and, and honestly that was by choice, uh, because at the time, you know, I had a wife and uh, a young child at one point and it was um that was like the easiest thing for me, right? Because like I wasn't gonna get day shift. Uh, and second shift, I never would have seen my family. So yeah. it's like, I picked third shift because I knew, well, Hey, at least during this window, before I have to go to work, I can spend some time with them and, uh, all that kind of stuff. Uh, but it was, you know, that, you know, I had to go out and buy the blackout curtains and yeah. I had to learn to put my phone on do not disturb and, yeah. and like take all the distractions away that I could. So I could actually get some good sleep. Um, but exercise too, and try to eat better and, and all those kind of things. Mm-hmm. So. And Very it's good. still a work in progress. Very good. Always is. <laughs> always brother. is, yeah. It always is. Um, yeah. So you've talked, you've hit on it a bunch of times. Um, the fitness dabbler. Mm-hmm. And I also hear you talk about family. Uh, I hear you talk about career. And what I hear most people say in that circumstance, what you're talking about right now, working through a career. Uh, going, doing, working in a career, going to school at the same time, it sounds like, mm-hmm. to bolster your abilities so that you're prepared for this next step. Um, having a family, having a child, all that. Mm-hmm. With all of that, what I hear most people say is, I don't have time for this other thing. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. I don't have time for this other thing. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to set it aside for, to- for now. Mm-hmm. I'm going to set it aside for now. I'll get to it tomorrow. Mm. Tomorrow never comes. Yeah. <laughs> Let's be sure. Yeah. Tomorrow never comes. Um, why do you decide to make that decision to put in the time um, to, to prioritize your health? Yeah, absolutely. Um, because one, um, my, my health and fitness honestly is um, it's a mental thing too right? Uh, it's good for my mental health, right? Like there are days I come home and I tell my wife, it's like, I have to work out. Like if I, if I don't get in a 20 minute workout or so, like I'm, I'm just not going to feel good. Right. Cause I'm stressed and there's just something about popping my headphones in, right. Uh, putting together a quick workout and just spending 20 minutes or so, right. Just decompressing from the day. Um, that's helpful, but you know, like you said earlier, most people don't have their sights on, long-term. Um, and, and, and I do, right. I, I want to do my career. I want to be successful in my career. Um, but my career is a very small part of my entire life. And so prioritizing my time outside of that, uh, is important. Um, but, but prioritizing that has, has obviously changed for me over the years too, right? When, when you and I first, uh, got to, to know each other, uh, and, and we go back to the, was the, the body, body dynamics, dynamics days. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, funny story is, uh, I, I, you know, through the police Academy, I'd been in really good shape. 
um, obviously had to, got out, right, and I started working third shift, and the only thing available to eat was fast food right. and all that kind of stuff. Um, so I put on quite a bit of weight and, you know, found a workout partner that I worked out with for a while and then fell off of that again. And and honestly, one day, like, <laughs> I, I had been thinking about some different things, and uh, I, I went to get into my car one day and, like, my 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 fat got pinched yeah. between my vest and my gun belt yeah. and it hurt really bad. And yeah. I'm like, I, I can't do this anymore. Like yeah. I can't live feeling the way that I feel. Yeah. Um, and, and so like the next day I packed a gym bag and I took it with me and I started yeah. going to body dynamics. And, um, this is back in the, the old school days of the fitness, uh, programming that I followed at the time. I won't yeah. say the name cause I don't know if it's trademarked and they're going to charge you <laughs> money for it or not. But, uh, you know, I, I get the workout online and I'm just right. like, I'm going to go do this. And yeah. I started doing it and, and it just stuck. Right. And I, yeah. and I got, I got into it. Um, and that's what I did for a long time. Right. And then, you know, I got into going to an actual brick and mortar, um, gym spent four or five years there. Uh, and, and now what working out for me looks like is I get off work every day. Uh, I come home, I change my clothes and I do a 20 to 30 minute workout at my house. Yeah. Right. With my kids running around and the mm-hmm. dog laying under my feet. Um, so that, that's changed a lot for me over time, but, but it's stayed a priority in whatever fashion it looks like. Um, because, you know, I want to be able to continue to coach my kids baseball and basketball teams. And, uh, you know, I want to, my wife and, and kids, like we love to hike and we love to go outdoors. So, you know, I love to be able to take them different places and, um, move around and spend the day being active and, and, and get that time with them. Right. Because, I think that's some of the most quality time is when you get them away from the screens and outside and there's no distractions other than, you know, Hey, look at that tree or look at that bird or something like that. Those are, those are fun. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that that's, I mean, honestly them and the longevity of my life is why I prioritize that time uh, because I just feel better as a whole when I'm doing, when those things are clicking. Right. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. You say the story about getting in the car and you're, roll pitching between your yeah. <laughs> pitching between your clothes and your and your uh vest that's that's like a core memory like All right if you've seen that what's the what's the the disney movie um anyway where they talk about like the core memories yeah. like oh, that's yeah, a yeah, yeah. that's a core yeah. memory for me like i remember yeah. that exact moment that i was like i can't do this anymore like yeah. i have to make a change in life <laughs> yeah well it's funny because a lot of a number of people one of the guy, one of our members who we interviewed, Brett, I don't know if Johnny, you remember him telling that story, but like he, it was very similar. Like he's like talking about putting his pants on one morning and he's buckling <laughs> his pants and he buckles them up. I can't remember if it was like he looked in the mirror or he mm-hmm. couldn't like tighten it all the way, whatever it was. And he was like, ain't happening, dude. Like this ain't working. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> this look I got going on, that's not going to cut it anymore. Yeah. Um, and man, I mean, if people would take advantage of those like kind of situations that might, you know, yeah. you might have a, a lifestyle change that would work out for the best. Mm-hmm. But I think on the other hand, so you're I like the, the ability to move and transition with life, mm-hmm. the ability to change things with life yeah. is absolutely important. Mm-hmm. And one of the things, another thing that holds people back is... Um, number one, they think it has to be perfect. Mm -hmm. They think that whatever they start, that's the thing they have to keep doing. Mm -hmm. And then when they're doing something and then something comes up, Mm -hmm. they think that they have to stop Yeah, because now this new thing has come up, whatever the thing is, whether Mm -hmm. that's a money thing or a time thing or a life thing or a family thing, whatever, like, Oh, well now I have to stop doing what now I have to stop my exercise because this 
mm-hmm. new thing has been thrown at. Yeah. I can't tell you how many times like, oh, we got to, oh, well, my son's got to do this thing for a couple, you know, for a couple months. He's got something going on for a couple months, so I can't be at the gym. Or, mm-hmm. you know, we, we have to buy a car for my kids because blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. So now I can't, you know, now I can't work out at all. And yeah. so, you know, you just, the ability to change, the ability mm-hmm. to adapt, the yeah. ability to go, hey, if I'm doing something, like you just said, 20, 30 minutes, mm-hmm. and look at you, like you're in pretty freaking good shape. I, I try to be. You, I mean, and you are, and you <laughs> yeah. are. And like you said, like you're not hitting PRs like you were 10 years ago, hmm. but that's okay because yeah. that's not your goal today. Yeah. Your like goal- I'm not going to set a new, uh, a new time on anything or, or yeah, anything a nice like snatch that. PR, uh, a new yeah, or I'm clean not, PR. you know, I'm not going to go out next week and do Murph faster yeah, than yeah. I've ever done Murph before, <laughs> yeah, but I'm probably yeah, going to yeah. give it a try. Right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't do it in a vest anymore. Right. Yeah. Cause I realize it's going to wreck me for an entire week. Yeah, and, you and you know, one workout is going to take me out of five other ones for the right. rest of the week. Sounds so, like you've done that before. Um, oh, absolutely. And, and <laughs> I've, yeah. And I've learned that like, why would I wreck myself on one workout yeah. and have to miss the next four? Yeah. And, and that's a big ego thing. Right. Oh, yeah. And and honestly, that was one of the um, things that going to a, to a brick and mortar mm-hmm. gym, sometimes like I loved the community of the other people, mm-hmm. but sometimes it would push me to do really dumb stuff oh, yeah. that I shouldn't do. Like yeah. I probably shouldn't do this weight today. I'm really yeah. sore, yeah. but my buddy over there is doing this weight and he's going to make fun of me if I don't. Right. So now I'm going to do it. <laughs> right. and, and then I'd just be shot for like a week. Yeah. Um, so, you know, putting some of that ego aside sometimes and realizing that like, Hey, today I probably need to use a lighter set of dumbbells yeah. or even halfway through a workout. Yeah. You're like, you know what? I think I need to grab that other yeah. kettlebell cause yeah. it's a little bit lighter and I'm just not feeling it today. Yeah. Um, those, those are important things. Like you said, uh, it, it doesn't have to be perfect. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, I've had workouts before where I've changed an entire movement in the middle of the workout. Cause it's just like, this isn't that, doing that it for me today. today. Yeah. It doesn't feel mm-hmm. right today. And, um, you know, it, like you said, it doesn't have to be perfect, but if you're doing something, um, and you know, I listened this morning, uh, to one of your, your prior podcasts, uh, one of the most recent ones. And, uh, I think the question was like, what, what three movements could you do for the rest yeah. of your life? And that's something I've asked myself before. Yeah. Like if I could have one piece of equipment, yeah. what would it be? Uh, what's your answer? kettlebell for sure. What's your, what's your movements? Oh, my movements. Um, I don't know if I have three particular movements, yeah. I guess for me, uh, kettlebell swings, obviously, cause if I had to pick one piece of equipment, it would be a kettlebell. Yeah. Uh, if I got two pieces of equipment, it would probably be a kettlebell and my weighted vest. Oh yeah. Um, That's interesting. Uh, yeah. Just cause I feel like you can do a lot of yeah. different things with that. Um, it's a different way to carry load and, yeah. and hike and stuff. But anyway, um, gosh, if I had to pick three movements, um, you know, swings, a good one swings, Swing. swings for sure. Yeah. Um, and, and the reason I pick a kettlebell as a piece of equipment is you can do so many so movements versatile. with it. You know, yeah. right? you can do, you can use it to do floor presses or squats or, or lunges or any, it's just such a versatile piece of equipment. Mm-hmm. Um, but gosh, if I had to pick three movements, kettlebell swings for sure. Um, you guys said get ups. I hate get ups, <laughs> but I hate them cause they're, cause they're good. Yeah, uh, right. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's usually the thing about them. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I, I like pull-ups a lot. I like yep. that pulling movement. Yeah, uh, pulls I, are tons of fun. Yeah, I think it's what in whatever fashion you're doing pulls, because yeah. I know pull-ups are difficult well, for a lot of people. Well, that probably comes in handy yeah. for you with pull-ups sometimes. Um, and, oh, gosh, 
I know it works the same thing, but I love deadlifts. Like I just like yeah. deadlift day for yeah. some reason. Uh, yeah. I just love doing them. So yeah. tons of fun. <laughs> that's not a that's not a good answer, but no, that's a great answer. It'd, it'd be hard to give up deadlifts. I just I, like doing them. <laughs> I agree. I'm 100% with you. Yeah, most definitely. So, um, but yeah, I, if I had one piece of equipment, it, it'd be a kettlebell for sure. Right. Yeah. I I've not. And to be totally honest, like for a long time, I resisted kettlebells for a long time in mm-hmm. the beginning because I was a meathead. Oh, and I, if I well, actually, I take that back. Um, I really like my sandbag too. Yeah. Uh, sandbags are great, you know, for doing anything. You could use it as a, as a, you could do curls with it. You could do yeah. presses. You could drag it across your yard. Yeah. You know, there's just, I, I love my sandbags yeah. too. They're great. Bob and I were doing, I'm not going to, I'm not going to say what we were actually calling them this morning because people will come after us. <laughs> um, I'm not going to say it. Um, <laughs> uh, we do what we usually call them are, um, uh, chase the sandbag mm-hmm. so we toss we take the sandbag throw it over our shoulder mm-hmm. as yeah. far as we can yeah, yeah and just run and chase it yeah grab it throw it over the other shoulder yeah, yeah. run and chase it yeah so you know sandbags sandbags super interesting because mm-hmm. um it's not like a i don't know if you've ever tried a like a slosh pipe carried a slosh yeah. pipe around yeah those are super challenging oh absolutely super challenging mm-hmm. but like you can only do so many things with them mm-hmm. and the water moves the water moves a ton so definitely great for stability yeah the sandbag um, is is similar but not quite as challenging, mm-hmm. but still plenty challenging yeah. enough because the weight distributes weird. You pick it up, absolutely and like a, weird. A sixty five pound barbell and a sixty five pound yeah, oh, sandbag about it. are two totally different beasts. Yeah. Forget about it. <laughs> yeah, much different. Yeah, yeah. They're, the sandbag will humble you very quickly. Mm-hmm. Just like you said, the way you don't realize just the little things it does to move and and uh, yeah. So a sandbag would be a good one too. Sandbag. Plus, they're super versatile. I mean, if you're traveling, right, you can take an empty one with you to the beach, fill it up, fill it up when you get there, <laughs> and then just leave point. the beach or leave the sand behind when you yeah, leave. Yeah, uh, yeah, still in anything. I'm yeah. just going to use it for now. Exactly, right? It's, 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 uh, God put it here for me to I use. Like that. So, yeah. <laughs> that's genius. So, that's good um, stuff. But yeah, so anyway, got um, off on a tangent. No, that's but, good. Yeah, prioritizing my time. Um, you're right, it, it changes. Um, but kind of like we talked about offline before. They're so like we are over stimulated with fitness options nowadays. Fitness and nutrition. I man. mean, man, it's everywhere, and 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 nutrition is so overly complicated at this point. Like that's one thing that I try to to hammer home with my guys is like you don't have to make nutrition hard. Mm. Like it's not hard. Mm. I think people try to make it hard for mm. some reason, but it's not. Like just eat real stuff, and right. you know, eat it in in moderation, and and you can still do things. You can still eat the things you like. Yeah. You just can't do it all the time. Right. Um, but, but yeah, uh, nutrition, I think we try to overcomplicate, um, in fitness, there's just so much of it and people feel like they have to do everything, right? Uh, like yeah. I have to do leg day and I have to run and they feel like they have to spend two hours at the gym yeah. and, and that's just not realistic, especially in today's world, right. unless that's all you're training for. Right. Um, and yeah, so or you're young and you can get you know you, I got the time to spend absolutely two hours yeah I mean I used to have I my two I was twenty five yeah you know, I used whatever. to have my two hour days at Body Dynamics sure. right mm-hmm. where you walk around and chat with people and yep. you know do your curls and, and stuff yeah. um, but it's just like that's not reality for me anymore mm-hmm. and and so you know that thirty minutes or so that that window thirty forty minutes um, try to make the most out of it yeah so. you just got to hit it yeah you just got to mm-hmm. hit it mm-hmm. you just got to not dabble got to get in and go after it yeah like that's the thing yeah. Um, yeah, nutrition, I, I liken nutrition now to religion. Mm-hmm. Go on, go on Facebook, go on Instagram, go on Twitter and say, 
keto sucks. Say mm-hmm. fasting sucks. <laughs> say whatever sucks yeah. and see what happens. Mm-hmm. You very quickly will have someone jump down your throat. Yeah. Because we are broken up into these like, it's like if you look at most diets, which I don't like the term at all, mm-hmm. but it is what it is. Yeah. If you look at most diets nowadays, they all revolve around very similar ideas. Yeah. Very simple ideas, right? Eat mostly whole foods. Don't eat a whole lot of carbs. R- reduce ultra processed foods. Uh, don't eat fast food and don't drink anything that has sugar in it, basically. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. That's what most of them revolve around. Outside of that, it's nuance. It's just change. Mm-hmm. Like one, like carnival diet, veg, like vegetarian, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, fine, pick one and then just do it. Like, yeah. But there's basic, very simple. It's, it is very simple. The problem is simple is not sexy and people mm-hmm. want sexy. Yeah. People think that complicated is what's going to get them mm-hmm. to where they're trying to go. Yeah. They think that now that this new diet has come out mm-hmm. that like, and they're promising, it promises all these same things that every diet before it promised. Yeah. Like now all of a sudden that's the thing that's going to help them. Mm-hmm. Simple's not sexy. And sexy sells. Simple does not sell. Yeah. It's just that simple. And if you do simple consistently, like we talked about before, that's where you're going to see your results over time, I think. And um, so when you have your off times or your off days or you fall off for a week or two weeks or whatever, um, you, you've got, you've got a, something to come back to and, and know that it's not that complicated to get back into it. Yeah. Um, you know, because, yeah, I mean, I obviously, you know, I think everybody does to some extent, um, unless you're superhuman like you, um, fall off, fall off, fall off the wagon. And mm-hmm. you know, you're like, Oh, my, I bought my kids some ice cream. Well, I'm gonna have some ice cream too. And, uh, and dude, all, yeah, that, all that, all that kind make of too stuff. Many assumptions about this guy yeah. over here, <laughs> this girl over here will tell you, you, you stick some brownies and ice cream in front of me. They don't last long. Yeah. Um, so, but, but there, as long as you have like something to come back to, mm. that's not super complicated, um, you know, it's not hard to go to Kroger if you forgot to bring your meal and buy one of those, you know, I always go to like on third shift, I'd go to those like rotisserie chickens. Mm-hmm. Uh, is it the best thing I could be eating? No, but it's better than like some of the other options out McDonald's, there. Right. Yeah. Like, right. So just talk, yeah. buy a rotisserie chicken mm-hmm. and some steamed broccoli or yeah. something, you know, and eat on that for a couple of days. Um, Again, it doesn't have to be like super complicated and mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be perfect. Mm-hmm. It, it just has to be better than some of the alternatives, I think, sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, but like you said, I think people try to overcomplicate it. Um, and I, I don't think it has to be sometimes. Uh, no, it doesn't have to be. <laughs> whether that's nutrition, whether that's fitness, really, whether that's life, whether that's business, whether that's mm-hmm. like. The basics, man. Yeah. The basics. Yeah. And admittedly, probably business is the one that I've done uh, the poorest at in maintaining the basics because, like a lot of business owners, I'll get I'll I'll do the diet thing, like for business. Yeah, for business. And so, hopefully, hopefully, I'm like slowly learning that lesson in the same thing. Like all I have to do is apply my discipline Mm -hmm. in health and fitness and nutrition Mm -hmm. and apply it to business. And the same thing will happen. My impatience in business is just, is the only thing that's killing me. Yeah. But I, I hope that I realize that. Mm-hmm. And I, that's the goal. Like the other thing you need is awareness. You have to be, you have to understand that you're doing it. Yeah. You have to be aware that that's what's happening. Mm-hmm. And you have to admit that that's what's happening. And then you got to do something about it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 
and, and you got to make those, um, and it's, it's just, it's small things, right. Mm-hmm. That build up over time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's tons of different analogies for that. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, like if you just keep, like you said, being aware and making your small steps that you've planned to make, mm-hmm. those will build up over time and, and hopefully get you somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you're right. I mean, that's, that's in every aspect of life, you know, is the simple things and, and, and honestly like cutting out things that don't, that don't matter. Like, mm-hmm. I, I think if you, if you take, good. like if you take a whole snapshot of your day and you look at the time that you just like legitimately wasted mm-hmm. not investing in something, and that's not to say you can't have downtime, mm-hmm. right? I mean, you scroll on Instagram or, or something like that, but, um, but are you doing it for minutes or are you doing it for hours? Exactly. So, you know, if you, if you take some of that time and you dedicate it to something else, you know, reading 10 pages of a book mm-hmm. or journaling or something like, like how much can you compound over time? Mm-hmm. Just taking those 15, 20 minutes and dedicating to something else. Mm-hmm. And that's something that's kind of been, that's kind of like my goal right now in life is to take, you know, 20 to 30 minutes of downtime I have a day and replacing it with something better than what I'm doing mm. in that time then. Um, so, and, and that might be reading a book or that might be like playing a game with my kid or, or something like that. But, but something that's more, um, that's more foundational than it is mm. just like wasted like time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's good. Um, what is one thing that you've learned in your time in the police force? Okay. Um, what is one thing that you would, that you have learned that you would hope that the rest of society, uh, that, that you think would help the rest of society? Oh gosh. Um, it can be more than one. Yeah. This is going to sound, this is going to sound really mean, um, but I think it's true. It's okay. Uh, you're not that important. Mm. Like you, you're a very, very small Mm segment of anything that's ever happened in eternity. Mm. Um, and so like the world doesn't revolve around you. Mm. You're not that important. Uh, your time here is very, very short. Mm. So, you know, don't waste it being hum- hung up on, you know, little things that don't matter. Mm. Like you said before, people fight over diets or, mm. or people fight over this or fight over that. And it's, it's just like, I have better ways to invest my time, the short amount of it that I have than to get hung up over. And, and that's not to say I haven't in the past. Trust me. Like I have, like I was that guy that would argue about things on the internet that didn't mm-hmm. looking back now. I'm like, gosh, look how much time I wasted arguing over something stupid with some person. I don't even know mm-hmm. that I'm never going to yeah. change their mind. I mean, like it's so, it's so crazy to think about. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like you're, you're not that important. And, and I know that sounds mean, but I think if people approach things from that perspective, like you have a very finite, am- finite amount of time. Um, and that's like when you email me to be on this podcast, I'm like, what does Jerry care what I have to say? <laughs> like, like, that's just kind of like how I go about things. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think if, if you approach things from the idea that, that you're very small and you have a very small influence, really, for most people, some people have very large influences. But if you take a very small, like the vast majority of people have a very small influence Mm -hmm. Um, and try to do the most with that influence in the people within your circle. Mm -hmm. uh, That's where you're going to make like the most amount of change Mm -hmm. in in your life. And, and so my wife will tell you, like, I'm very uh, not, not to like, to like brag or anything, but like I stay very humble about my position Mm -hmm. because I really don't like, I don't see it as being, I I realize it is important to some Mm -hmm. people, but like to me, I, I just realize that it's, 
it's the direct influence that I have right now at this point in life. And it's not going to last forever. Um, but like, we'll go someplace and, you know, we'll meet new people and, um, they'll ask what I do for a living. I'm like, oh, I'm a police officer. And she'll be like, no, he's the police chief. You're yeah. like, she's uh, the she one that always brags me up. Yeah. Um, but cause, cause I just, I, I don't want that to be like, I don't want people to think that it's something bigger That's than the it thing is that they wrap around you. Yeah. You know? Like I don't want it to be something bigger than it is. And I realize it's because like my family and they're proud of me, like they're proud of what I've achieved and I'm proud of what I achieve. Um, but I, like I said earlier, I feel like that's a small part of my life when there's a much bigger picture that, that I want to work towards. Um, so yeah, like you're, you're not that important and you know, you have very, you have a very short amount of time allotted to you. And so if you can do good things with that, rather than, you know, always being hung up on arguing or being upset about something that's happening or things not going your way, uh, it's just kind of a, kind of a miserable way to live sometimes. And, and I just don't, I personally don't have time for that. Uh, and that's what I hope to kind of instill in my kids. You know, uh, it took me till I was, you know, in my mid thirties to realize that <laughs> I hope I can get them to realize that at an earlier point in life and that they can just kind of pass that on, you know, down the line. Mm -hmm. So at some point, maybe like my great grandkids at, <laughs> yeah, six, at six years old realize, you know, I'm not that important, yeah. but I'm going to make the best of what I have right now mm -hmm. and, and do stuff with it. So yeah, that's good. Uh, Lucas, I appreciate you, brother. That's a good one. Well, I thank love you. that. That's a good one. Uh, I appreciate what you do. You are very important. Much <laughs> Again, more than you, more than you understand. Yeah, awesome. Um, you have much more influence on people than you know. Just from talking to people when I told them you were coming on the show. Yeah. You have much more influence on people than you know. That's good. And, so, I, and I learned that through time, you know, but I... Uh, I, I don't often see it, but it's good when I hear it. I like it when I hear well, it. We so. all need a little nudge every <laughs> once in a while. So thank you. Cool. Awesome. I Thanks, appreciate brother. it. Appreciate yeah. you. All right, people. Until next time, here's to your success in health and fitness mastery.